0: episode 11 man we're, we're really starting to stack these up uh i am matty ice we are regular guys we got a good show planned for you guys um i'm joined by pj we have a pj sighting this week what's up man i'm back i'm like a polar bear hibernate for a little bit
1: rare sighting come out every now and then bless y'all my presence thanks for listening
0: yeah man I, we know you guys miss pj i mean should we miss pj but uh, yeah, but you
1: know what matt It's not about me. We have uh, an even more special guest today that I'm excited about.
0: Yeah, we do. We do. Uh, No Jake this week. So we went to the bullpen, Uh, stepped in last minute. We have Caleb Garcia. I feel like this might be better than
1: Jake, to Uh, be honest with you. This is this is the OG. This is the OG here we (laughs) got.
0: Caleb, tell the people what's good, man.
2: Well things well, first of all, thank you guys for having me. Um you know the especially adjusting with the time zone and everything, the time difference. I'm out here in Phoenix and everything.
0: So so thanks for having me. Yeah, man. Regular guys podcast is uh sweeping the globe one day at a time, so to speak. But, Be
1: united. Uh, I you know, I think I think we've been friends like this At this least fifteen time, years, man. Yeah. Uh, I, do I want to hijack the show, but I got a surprise for you guys All that I want to show y'all. Uh, I'm really excited to have found this.
0: Oh this, man, this,
1: ladies and gentlemen,
0: goodness. Three of
1: us. We had a football team when we were growing up. When we this were kids, is, man. Uh, what a way to start man, show. we drew up. We drew up plays. We had a whole had roster bios. set up. Oh, Matt, can can I uh,
0: this is Can I read
1: this bio here that we wrote yeah, up? Yeah, go ahead, man. Go ahead. This this player profile that we wrote up on Caleb. It says, "Though Caleb's smarts make him an excellent head coach, don't be fooled. Caleb is a clutch receiver. He excels in the short and intermediate range. Caleb also contains a variety of shake and bake moves at running back." <laughs> Not very good as a deep threat receiver, but as reliable as a backup QB. If Caleb improves in route running, Caleb will become an elite receiver. Man, like that. Who wrote that? That's not my handwriting. I don't know who wrote that. I don't
2: know who handwriting that. I don't even remember like reading that ever in my <laughs> life. But, so I know I didn't write
1: it. Here's uh, Here's Matt. This Polynesian quarterback shows both a powerful arm <laughs> and consistent accuracy. Does an accurate job of reading defenses, doesn't make poor throws often. Also, adequate as a blocker on defense, he is an interception machine.
0: Man, how old that. were we
1: when this came out? This was probably what 2005, Caleb 2004, something like this, five, six in your backyard, maybe 07.
0: 07 yeah, I want to say I was middle school.
2: It tells you how old it is because at the time. We thought the name Thunder was so original yeah. because the <laughs> OKC Thunder didn't exist
1: yet.
0: So. Yeah. Oh
1: man. Yeah,
0: man, a little bit. Uh, it's way back. Blast from the past. Yeah, right man. There.
1: Just a little throwback for y'all.
0: Nice. Uh, Maybe nice every now day. and
1: then I'll I'll pop something. in. You like like yeah. these plays we had drawn up. Who was the first man, read? Second read? Crazy, man. man, we were we were detailed. We were man. Let me we let me legit. uh let me just read my bio here. Just to wrap it up. <laughs> It feels like I wrote this bio because it's pretty.
0: Uh, I wouldn't be shocked if he did. Write pretty the
1: bio. boastful. Listen, listen. The speedy ball hawk has a knack for hauling in deep throws and making acrobatic catches. Still true. Excellent route runner. Oh, still true. Solid on defense and <laughs> accurate, but not a powerful thrower. Hey, wait a minute. Lack strength to be a blocker. All right. Well, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> Let's close that up.
0: I see no lies there. Uh last little thing. Uh me and PJ had um, we have this one route patting down that no matter what happens, it's our go-to. Uh oh
1: man, don't tell the people. Yeah, it, I'm not gonna man. tell the
0: people, you just gotta know it. You just gotta know when it happens.
1: That route is undefeated. That route is undefeated. Yeah. It's worked against everybody.
0: Yeah, because they don't see it coming. But man, we have a good show for you. We have a PJ sighting. We have special guest Caleb joining us for this week. Um, Just a rundown on this week's theme. This week, we're going to be playing start, bench, and cut uh, with the NFL and the NBA. Uh, No off-topic news with the NFL, um, but we have uh, quite a bit to cover in the NBA uh, with playoff games going on. Both East and uh, Western Conference Finals are uh, uh, starting to wrap up. Um, So we will take a dive in and uh, kind of give our predictions as to who will take over and uh, come out of that Hawks versus Bucks series. Um, Also too, we will dive into our favorite and your favorite segment, the hype. Uh, We reached out to you guys, just like we do each and every week uh, to see what you're hyped for and we'll also share what we're hyped for. So to begin, we will start with our segment of start, cut and bench. So just to explain for you guys that are watching um, and listening, I will name off three names. You have three options. It's, it's literally what the what the name of the game um, sounds like. You have to choose who you will start, who will you will cut and who will be on your bench. So I tried to make it spicy a little bit. Um, I didn't want to keep it so much with just names nowadays. I wanted to go from the past you know, to really kind of make it difficult on you. Um, I will say this to make this very interesting. All the players that I name, we're going to say they're all in their primes and they're all healthy to make it even more harder. All right. So with our first start, cut and bench, we'll give this one, we'll give this one to PJ. Let's get it. Randy Moss. Oh, start. Yeah. Jerry Rice. Oh. Calvin Johnson. Oh.
1: Right, so I'll preface it by saying, of course, I have biases as a lifelong Minnesota Viking fan. Randy's not getting cut. Um, it's hard, though, because Megatron was getting triple teamed. Yes. His prime and beating it. Like, he's... yes. <sighs> and Rice, you know, even though I think Moss is better... How many people stack up against Rice in his prime? All right. I'm going to go with – I can't believe I'm going to do this, man. Oh, no. I can't believe I'm going to do this.
0: Oh,
1: no. I'm going to go start Megatron. Wow. Bench Randy, cut Rice.
0: Wow. Uh, I didn't see that. I'm not going to lie. Here's
1: why. Here's why. I feel like if you have Megatron as your wide receiver one – you automatically have one cornerback, maybe a linebacker, and a safety attention. So you have at least two guys devoted to him. That means you have nine guys covering your other 10. That's that's an advantage for the offense. Uh, you, you could say the same thing for Moss, you could say the same thing for Rice, but I do feel like if you had a great lockdown corner like a Revis, maybe you'd trust him on an island versus Moss. I don't think there's any corner you would trust one on one versus Megatron. I think you're always doubling Megatron. Um, so I'm gonna start. That's a shocker. That's a it shocker. Is. I'm not
0: gonna lie. I really thought uh the like you said, the bias was gonna play into fact and and Randy was definitely gonna, I'm a reasonable or, man.
1: I'm a reasonable man. I respect that. I think I think Randy's a better receiver than all of them. <clears throat> I'm just thinking from a team from a team perspective, what I would do. Uh but you know, because they're receivers, how how often do you have just one receiver coming on the field? Yeah. Rarely, right? Single back, maybe some sets. So if I have Randy on the bench, that means in two receiver, three receiver sets, Randy's coming out. So now I have Megatron and Randy yeah. on the field. That's a win for the offense. I'll take that. Yeah. I'll take that matchup.
0: What about you, Caleb? Start, cut, bench, Moss, Rice, Megatron.
2: It's interesting that he picked that because I would actually pick it the same way for the reason being you said that everyone is in their prime, yeah. And you think, you know, Megatron's career wasn't very long. He retired at 31. I don't remember. Yeah. So, you know, if that's like not into a factor, we're assuming everyone's healthy. I would probably put Megatron to start, and um, I mean. I, it's hard for me to not put uh, not bench or I'm sorry not cut Moss only because like I know Jerry Rice is a winner is a champion yeah. to multiple time champion
1: are you coming on this show and immediately saying that you're going to Moss that you're going to bench Randy Moss
2: oh well, I me, guess I'm cutting him he, I just, <laughs> Oh,
1: let me kick this guy cutting, out of the meeting let buddy. me kick this guy out of here I can't believe this
0: Um, well, you know, (laughs) you know, you're not, you're not there alone. Um, I agree with you, with you both. I am definitely starting Megatron. This is how how tall is this guy? Six, four, six, five, maybe, maybe six, three to six, five in that range. A gazelle. (sighs) The the 40 times just out of this roof. I mean, triple team, double team, single coverage. It doesn't matter. Um, I'm going to cut Randy Moss. Man. And the reason why is because in my eyes, Randy is a good deep threat. So is Megatron. And I'm going to bench Rice because of the simple fact, like you mentioned, Caleb, he's a winner. He's also a good route runner. Um he's not the fastest, but he's, you know, pretty explosive. He's, you know, he can he can get open. So that's what we're going to do. That's what we're going to ride with Megatron. As my starter, Moss is getting the uh, the phone call from the GM that you're being cut. And we're going right with Rice as the number two, the guy coming off the bench. Um, I, feel
1: like, I feel like you guys are acting like Jerry Rice did that all by himself. He's a winner. He's a winner. He had two back-to-back Hall of Fame quarterbacks. Come on. if, if Megatron wasn't a winner, but we're still starting him because you realize the teams he was on were trash. Outside of... Outside of three seasons with Brady, and what, two three seasons with Culpepper, name one QB that Randy had in the rest of his fifteen-year career. Come on, um, like it's not just about an individual in football that makes you a winner, because if so, then you're calling Megatron a loser, because he did he even even win one playoff game? Come on.
0: I, no, I will but, give it to you.
1: I will give it to you that Rice is a very crisp route runner. Yeah. So I get what you're saying, Megatron and Moss. There's some overlap there in their skill set, So to have someone shifty route running, I I can respect that second one. I yeah. can respect that point.
0: I I just need a little bit different. I mean, I I agree to a certain extent with what you're saying. When I say Wonder, I'm not saying like he created the culture. He created Montana and and whatnot. Yeah, they helped, but He was also a big factor as to why they were so good. Um, uh, And also, too, for you guys that are watching and listening, just like how we did last week with our uh, top three players that you would start a team with. uh, You will see these on our Instagram story next week. We'll make sure uh, we include these. We want to see what you guys think. Um, What tough decisions are you guys making? Um, So moving on to our next one, we're going to keep this one current in today's NFL Kittle, Kelsey, Waller. Caleb, who you got?
2: Uh, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with start Kelsey bench kittle and and cut Waller. Okay. okay. Um and I don't know. I mean part of this is I'm a little bit more reasonable with NBA, like I, NFL. I just, it's like, I'm a lot more biased. I feel like, but, yeah. um, yeah, I mean, I guess Kelsey has been so consistent. It's hard. Kittle has had a, I guess a smaller sample size of being mm-hmm. really great just because of injuries to the quarterback or just like a season where, you know, they just weren't, they just weren't that good. Like the 49ers. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, remember, I'll, I'll go with that.
0: It's, yeah, it's this one. I feel like it's like it's really a race for who to start and who to bench. I kind of feel like we're all going to say the same for who to cut. I could be wrong though. Um, I'll go on. I go next on this one. So in this, I wanted to so badly go, Kelsey. But I'm going to go Kittle because of the simple fact. I'm not saying Kelsey's not a blocker. He's definitely willing a willing blocker. Kittle's the better blocker. Um, great athlete speed, and I, I like that. I like that I can he can literally do it all type aspect, whereas Kelsey's definitely really more so towards your receiving tight end. Again, he can block. Waller can block, but. I want Kittle because of the upside that he can, he can do everything and uh, get dirty in the trenches um, on run play. So I'm I'm a start Kittle. I'm a bench Kelsey and I'm a cut Waller. What do you got for us, PJ?
1: I think I'm going to go to Caleb's side. Um, start Kelsey, bench Kittle, cut Waller. And I feel bad cutting Waller. Um, I have him in fantasy. I'm actually a really big Waller fan. I feel like he has a lot of potential, but he's inconsistent. But at the same time, how much of that inconsistency is really on Derek Carr and not him? Yeah. You know, he has games where he legitimately has 10 to 12 catches a game. So he's he's a great target. He's reliable. He's there. But the next game, maybe Carr only targets him four times. I don't know how much of that's on Waller. Um, but it's just hard to speak a, a, against Kelsey. To me, he's next level for sure first ballot hall of famer um
0: I think it affects Waller because of the simple fact it's really just him yeah and like teams know week in and week out and though although they know he'll have good games but then against your good defenses it's it's pretty easy to kind of blanket him um so to speak but it it is it is tough because it I feel like Waller is just as good but like you mention is the inconsistencies of not doing it each and every week that yep. I feel he gets the boot. So you you, you could make the
1: same argument though <clears> like you <throat> did that there's so much overlap between Kelsey and Kittle that you could yeah. keep Kelsey and put Waller on your bench for someone who's not like an up the seam tight end like a Kelsey is, but someone who's more like a yeah. like a drags, like a zag, you know, like a guy who will get you ten catches for 70 yards, you know, just your tough your four or five yards here or there, just something different from from your starter in Kelsey. Yep. I wouldn't be mad if you made that.
0: Yeah, I could I could definitely see that point. Um our next one, this one is going to uh go a little bit a little bit modern day, old school. Sean Taylor, Ed Reed, or Brian Dawkins? PJ, who do you have?
1: hmm so this one this one's kind of tough for me because i like sean taylor but i don't like sean taylor as much as other people do Mm -hmm. um it's also tough because i went to school with the guys who killed him and disclaimer yeah it wasn't me sean taylor (laughs) was from that from that the area where we grew up um so I do have loyalty there, but he's more of a—he's more of a a thumper. He's like a Harry hit Harry the Hitman, but without Harry's coverage skills or with less coverage skills. Mm. So I'm actually going to—you said Dawkins and Ed Reed. Ed Reed. Yeah, I think I'm gonna—I think I'm gonna start Reed bench Dawkins. Cut Taylor
0: sounds bad. Cut Taylor, Sheesh. rest in peace. Loyalty. I don't know, man. I don't know if there's loyalty there if you're cutting the guy. But, uh, Caleb, who you got, man? Ed Reed, Sean Taylor, Brian Dawkins.
2: This is going to be a hard one because I feel like I'm. this is like going to be a recency bias thing, but.
0: What I feel like you're about to say, Brian like, Dawkins.
2: Just what. Right. Um, I guess I would. I would probably start read. Um, I guess I would say Bench Taylor and Cut Dawkins. Just, hey. uh, you know, just based on what I can remember. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I'd have to. I to be honest with this one, I'd really have to look into it in order to make like an informed decision because, I mean safety is such a like an important position in the NFL but it's not one that i really have a good eye for i, I suppose mm-hmm. so like from what i can remember like i'm i'm comfortable with my pick but yeah as far you as who just start i wouldn't have anybody take my word for it basically not on this one <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah it's uh for me i'm agree with all of you on the ed reed because of the simple fact the guy's coverage is just out of this world, but it's not only that, Ed Reed can hit too. Um, like I've, I've seen the guy read screens, you know, it back in the flat, come up, make a play make a hit. Um,
1: Ed Reed is also really, really intelligent. He yeah. was one of those guys that like Brady and Manning feared and they had to yeah. like really prepare for, yeah. which, which really makes a difference. Like the Vikings know this. With with a veteran in your secondary, it really affects how the other guys play, too. So I think just having yeah. a really intelligent leader like Ed Reed automatically <clears throat> boosts everyone else on your defense.
0: Yeah. Um, so I'm definitely going to start Ed Reed. I'm going to bench Sean Taylor. I feel like Sean Taylor, I feel like his, his coverage could be great. Not like that of an Ed Reed, but still be great um, with a guy like. Ed Reed being there. To me, Brian Dawkins, you really can't convince me that he just wasn't a linebacker. I don't know. Like, I mean, and I get, you know, what we've been saying as far as, like, as far as kind of skill set, Ed Reed, Sean Taylor might kind of mirror each other. Obviously, Ed Reed, again, the better cover guy. But I don't know. I mean, Brian Dawkins, all I know is just the hitting, but I can get that from Ed Reed and Sean Taylor, too. Um,
1: so... I just looked it up just for just for giggles on the uh NFL's top thirty-two safeties of all time. They've got Ed Reed at four, which I think is egregious and way too low. But guess who's number five right behind them? Brian Dawkins. I uh, I think because you guys are young, you're not remembering how Brian Dawkins was on the field, but Brian Dawkins was Basically, the
0: hitter, Brian Dawkins.
1: Yeah, but he's basically... So, remember how I said uh, Sean Taylor was Harry the Hitman, but without the coverage skills? Brian Dawkins was Harry the Hitman. A great hitter, but he also had the coverage skills. Um, Nine pro Bowls, first time, first team all pro four times.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Obviously, Sean Taylor didn't get to, you know, live out the full career, but... yeah in that short time he's not better than brian dawkins
0: i got you uh, moving on to our next one let's go with let's go with uh, linebacker uh patrick willis ray lewis or bobby wagner i'm i'm, I'm gonna start on this one <clears throat> i'm going to start ray lewis um Just because, just based off what I've seen, and I feel like you know Patrick Willis is also really good in his right. But I mean, to me, Ray Lewis, sideline to sideline, he could drop back in coverage. Really good uh, run defender. I'm gonna start. I'm gonna start Ray Lewis. I'm going to bench Bobby Wagner, and I'm gonna cut Patrick Willis. Um, and it was kind of t- like, I feel like Pat again, Patrick Willis is really good, but I feel like Bobby's just a tad bit better, just a tad bit better. Maybe even, I mean, you guys may disagree that he's a lot better than Patrick Willis, but I'm a, I'm a bench, Bobby Wagner, start Ray and cut Patrick Willis. Um, Caleb, who you got, who are you starting cutting and benching?
2: Um, uh, well, I'm going to have to, no matter what, start Ray Lewis, because, like and this is more of like not even football related it's just because well not on the field but i mean just like the energy that he gave to his team was so positive yeah. and you know even though we don't uh, i don't even remember much about what ray lewis did in the last super bowl he won before he retired i remember like seeing him with his team getting them hyped and it was really hard to imagine them losing that game even though i was rooting for the 49ers in that game yeah um, i mean uh, and between patrick lewis or, or, or patrick willis and and bobby wagner i mean like it's it's close so i almost have to give it i can't remember I, I guess i can't remember anything wagner did specifically in this in the Super Bowl, he was part of the Seahawks For, mm-hmm. but I guess that would give me the edge over him. I just know Ray Lewis is just kind of on a level on his own.
0: So you're benching, to those two. Uh, so I guess
2: I, I would uh, I would I would bench
1: Wagner and cut Willis then.
0: Okay. So you're in agreement. PJ, what do you got for us, man?
1: Uh, I'm with you here, Matt. I'm going to um, I'm going to start uh, Ray Lewis Top five linebacker all time. I feel like that's a no-brainer. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna bench Bobby Wagner and cut uh, Willis. I don't think Willis is a worse linebacker. Yeah. I think I think Willis is a top five linebacker for the last maybe decade easily. Um, the only reason I would go Wagner is because Wagner is a better coverage guy. Yeah. Um, I feel like. Willis and Lewis overlap so much that if you had a thumper like, like Ray Lewis and you needed someone, I mean, Bobby Wagner is a hitter too, but, mm-hmm. but he, he definitely has better coverage skills than, than, than Pat Willis. That's someone that you, that you'd want on your bench and passing downs, bring him yeah. out on the team and you got the confidence. So yeah, I'm with you, Matt.
0: Man, look at that. We all agreed on one.
1: No, we didn't. Uh Caleb, Caleb cut Wagner.
0: Did you cut Wagner?
1: No, I, I benched Willis. Oh no.
2: I saw. So I, I, I'm sorry. I cut. He <laughs> this cut one Between bench and cut, it feels like the same thing, but yeah, uh, kind
0: of.
1: <laughs> oh, you cut Willis? Just,
0: oh okay.
2: yeah. So I cut Willis and benched Wagner.
0: Okay, oh, yeah. cool, cool. Uh, we're all in agreement for the first time, and we're only halfway through, so that's that's a plus. Um, our next one. I feel like this one's gonna be pretty easy too. Darrell Reeves, Richard Sherman, Champ Bailey. Hmm.
1: I feel like that's not as easy, and that's gonna be yeah. I feel like it's there's gonna be a recency bias because you guys yeah. have seen a lot of the guys recently.
0: Uh, let I'm gonna start. Let me
1: just go super quick.
0: Okay, you go ahead. Go ahead.
1: All right, go on, go on, go on.
0: Um, <clears throat> I want Darrell Reeves. To me, and this is not a shot at the guys before, you know, in the 90s. Obviously, there are so many great um, corners. It's not a shot at those guys. I, I want Darrell Rivas. To me, he's the silent assassin. He's not really talking trash to you, like maybe a Dion Sanders, um, Jalen Rand, like the guys nowadays. But the difference between me and Sherman, Revis followed you no matter where you went. Sherman plays a side. And don't get me wrong, Sherman was is really good playing that side. We remember, you know, Crabtree and his rant afterwards. Don't ever disrespect me, blah blah blah. We get all that. LOB, but I want Revis because of the simple fact. I want a guy who no matter where you go, he goes with you. And I feel like there's not a lot of corners like that nowadays. Everyone's you protect left side. I'm gonna take this side. So I'm gonna start Revis. I will probably, this one, I'm going a, I'm to a, I'm a go based off just what I've seen. Like, when I really started getting into football, like, Champ Bailey, I feel, was on the outskirt of his career. So, unfortunately, I'm going to cut Bailey and I'm going to bench Richard Sherman. What do you got for us, PJ?
1: Yeah, so that's exactly what I what I was saying. It, it's it's recency bias. To cut, to cut Champ Bailey shows you don't know football. I'm just going to oh, say that that no. way. I'm just going to be aggressive with it. Uh, definitely start Champ Bailey. Uh, here's why. Um, I think – no. All right. In those three, to me, Sherman's out. He's a great corner. He doesn't line up with those two in, yeah. any, in any planet. So, for me, Sherman's cut right off the bat. Um, I think the argument comes down to Champ Bailey versus Darrell Weaver. Um, for me, it, it's all about turnovers. Champ Bailey was a turnover machine. He generated turnovers. Um, I looked it up. Rebus, thirty No, I'm sorry, twenty nine career interceptions. Champ Bailey, fifty two. Um, Revis six forced fumbles. Bailey seven. So that's fifty nine turnovers for Champ Bailey versus thirty five. That's sixteen more. Uh, I'm gonna go with. Turnovers. I'm going to go with the ball hawk, someone who can get me the ball more often. Um, so I'm going to start champ. But again, cornerback is a position where you never have one on the field. So yeah. benching Revis means you have someone on the other side. Yeah. So I'm going champ Bailey as my wide receiver one. I mean, my cornerback one throughout Revis Corner and, and Sherman's gone.
0: Sherman's gone. Yeah. He can't play slot, man. Uh, Caleb, what do you got for us?
2: Um, I'm going to go with, I would start Darrell Revis and I would bench champ Bailey and I would cut Sherman. Um, I mean, no, no, like, I mean, Sherman's a great guy to have on your team because he hypes your team. Like every team you're going to play is going Mm. to hate him. But like, you know, like PJ said. He doesn't match up with the other two. And then Terrell Revis, I just remember more. So that's the only reason I'd edge him out. But I'd rather have both of them on my team, even though, you know, Sherman would be a great consolation prize because you'll hype your team up. Yeah. He gets under the other team's skin, especially in his earlier years. So uh,
0: yeah, his trash yeah. talking is, uh, is pretty good. I wouldn't call it elite, but uh, I've heard a lot of sound bites of him being mic'd up. I'm a big fan. A big fan of this trash talk from Mr. Sherman. Um, I forgot I to mention one that. more thing. Yeah, go ahead. I forgot ahead. to
1: mention one more thing. Champ Bailey, six foot. What's his 40 yard? 4.28. Oh, wow. That's Jeez. come on. He's not getting burnt. He's not getting burnt by anyone, and the chances are he's picking you off.
0: Sheesh. I'm still put on some respect. Though. I got to keep, some br- I gotta keep put how it is. I can't change it. Sorry. Put some
1: respect on Champ Bailey's name.
0: He does need respect. So maybe next start, cut a bench. I'll give him some respect.
1: But you cut him. You didn't even bench him.
0: I know. And I'm going to stick with that. Moving on, gentlemen.
1: No, I can't. He holds Julio. the record. He holds the NFL <laughs> record for more pass, most passes defense with 203.
0: Again, bro, I got my go on, with man. what I've seen on this one. Now, I'm not saying I have to go with that on everyone, because obviously I didn't see Jerry Rice play, but. I've been standing on the table for Rice as a uh, greatest receiver of all time. Um, I got to stick with it. Sorry, champ. I know you're listening to the show. Don't don't DM me, bro. All right.
1: Champ Bailey, we love you. Send me a jersey.
0: Send PJ a jersey. Send, uh, send Caleb a jersey. He also didn't cut you. But he didn't start you either, though, champ. So just, just realize that. We're going to keep it into today's NFL. Now, remember... These players are healthy and they're in their primes. Julio Jones, DeAndre Hopkins, Devonte Adams, Caleb, start us off.
2: Um, I'm gonna have to give um, DeAndre Hopkins some love because you know he's out here in the valley with me. <laughs> okay, you know, I okay, was it's not wrong with the that. The biggest steal probably ever. You know, getting I I loved seeing the memes like. You know, the steal they pulled off from the Texans to
0: get him. Yeah. Um. So you're starting DeAndre, starting D Hop. So and Oof, no, this is hard. I'm gonna
2: have to I'm gonna have to go with Bench Jones and then and then and cut Adams then. Cutting Devontae Adams. I mean, I mean it's really hard because, you know, I feel like with these three, it's kind of like splitting hairs. I'm like, I'm only going with bias on this yeah. one. <laughs> um, they're all, you know, elite.
0: Yeah, no, uh, no it's, they are. Um man. This yeah, one, I I'm, honestly, gonna, I'll,
2: I'll, I'm comfortable with it.
0: Yeah, no, that's I good. The pick. This one, I kind of went back and forth. So I'm going to say after I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to tell you who I'm cutting. I'm cutting D hop. I'm going to start Julio. I'm going to start Julio now because of the simple fact he's healthy, he's in his prime, um, and just because of what we've seen. I mean, had the Falcons won the Super Bowl, I'm not can you can't conv- not convince me that Julio wasn't going to win MVP, Super Bowl MVP, just based off his his body of work. Um. I'm going to start Julio. I'm going to bench Devontae Adams. I absolutely love Devontae Adams. Just the route running, man, is just at his size. Oh, my gosh. It's crisp. It's so crisp. Um, And it's nothing against D-Hop. And it's not anything that he doesn't do specifically that Adams does better, so to speak. I'm just a bigger Devontae Adams fan. So that's what I'm gonna start. I'm gonna start with Julio. I'm gonna bench Devontae Adams and I'm gonna cut d hop. So PJ, who you got for us?
1: Oh, wow, so we all we all disagree here. Um I'm starting Devontae. Uh I feel like don't don't tell Jordan this. Please Oof, don't tell any Packers Jordan, fan this. I know you're listening, man. Devontae might be the best wide receiver in the NFL. Um Oh, I think he is. I'd say today, yeah. I'd say he's top two. He could give a solid case for number one. Yeah. Um I, I watch route running videos of his 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 route running. He's making elite cornerbacks look silly. Um he's starting for me, no matter what. Um and then I'm gonna bench hop, actually. I'm gonna start Devante. I'm gonna bench Hop. The reason is, um, I feel like I feel like Hop and Julio are more similar than Hop and Devante, um, and I would rather take Hop because just for the same reason I actually took Megatron. How many times have we seen Hop make ridiculous catches when he's double triple team between the legs through the, you know, through the defenders arms the hail murray that he had this past season he was triple team he had he had two guys in the safety over top of him and he and he did it um i'm gonna have a guy like that on my team uh, so i'm gonna start Devonte, best route runner in the league right now and bench hop
0: yeah um i'm, I'm definitely there with you on the Devonte adams as the best receiver in the game right now train um the only reason I went Julio is because he's the fastest. Um ran a 43 940. Devonte and DeAndre's times are very similar. They're literally 1 second apart. Uh DeAndre ran the uh Hopkins ran a 457, uh Adams ran a 456. So they're kind of overlapping. Um and I got to go Hopkins with the doesn't run. Hopkins does not drop though. Yeah. You know, he like doesn't.
1: yeah, he's, he's not the fastest, but he doesn't drop anything, man. No,
0: he doesn't, but I need a route runner like a very oh yeah
1: you got Devonte. yeah Devonte so is easily the crispest route runner you got yeah. the easy you got the crispest route runner and the surest hands
0: yeah so that's that's why i went julio i went julio as my number one and because this is him in the prime in his prime um him in his prime i feel he's definitely the number one receiver in the league followed by Devonte. so and then i would go d hop three but that's just me um Two more left. we're gonna go into the backfield gentlemen Barry Sanders, Adrian Peterson, or Ladanian Tomlinson PJ's over there smirking we're gonna let him start.
1: um I really like this one until you got to that last name and that 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 really messed me up yeah man. Because I'm actually gonna have to disrespect Barry Sanders here, and I feel bad for that. Um, start AP. To me, he's a top five running back of all time. Yeah. Um, it's easy to look at him now, towards the end of his career, and forget um, how insane he was at the beginning of his career. No one matched his power and speed. The only so for for me, he's clear number one. The only reason I picked LT over Barry. Um, You could make an argument that Barry was a better running back than both of them. So I don't mean disrespect Barry. The only reason I picked LT um, to bench again would, would solely be that LT was the receiving back. He, he changed the game. He made, Mm -hmm. he made it where you wanted a running back who could catch. So it would be nice to have an elite receiving back on your team. On the bench, third down passing because AP doesn't catch.
0: Third down yeah. passing
1: down, you could pull AP off, put um, LT on there, and he was an elite runner too. So just because you put LT on the t- on the field doesn't mean he can't you know gash you for fifty yards either. So yeah. I think that too. There you've got one of the best, fastest, hardest running running backs,
0: and one of the best catchers. Sorry, Barry. Sorry, Barry. Don't uh, don't go stalking PJ. Uh, Caleb, who do you have, man? Barry Sanders, Adrian Peterson, LT. This is hard because I like don't include Josh Jacobs.
2: (laughs) Oh, yeah. Um, so I mean, it's really hard because like I don't really have any memories of Barry Sanders, obviously. Um, Mm -hmm. Tomlinson, you know, he had the, the really cool nike zoom commercial i don't know if you guys remember that but that you know that was that was a hit with me back in 07 or whatever it was yeah um he was he was awesome but like adrian peterson i just remember like actually putting the vikings on his back some games like i remember that Mm -hmm. so i'm gonna have to put him like with a slight edge over lt and then i guess i gotta cut sanders just because i don't really know enough about him unfortunately so
0: yeah well, gentlemen, looks like we agree again. Um, I got to start AP because I don't care. You can't catch AP. You're your man amongst boys. It's just that simple. Um, stack the box. Who cares? He's, he's going to run somebody over and he's off to the crib. Um, LT, I agree with you. Although the trend might have started with Barry as far as receiving backs, LT definitely um brought more light to it in today's uh uh past happy uh league. And uh like PJ mentioned, I don't need Adrian Peterson to catch. If I gotta take him off the field on third downs, that's fine. Or I can keep him on there and I can put LT in the slot from time to time. So I'm I'm perfectly cool with that as well. Um, I'm I agree with you also uh I was about to call you Jake uh Caleb Barry was I feel it was really good in the nineties, but it was like, man, we were like what two, three. <laughs> so I can't I can't really I can't just go based off of that. So and it sucks because I mean Barry was the Detroit Lions. But uh I gotta go with uh start AP will bench LT, and uh Sanders gets the gets the cut.
1: Sorry, Barry Sanders, if you're listening in, I'm a yeah. big fan. Send me a jersey.
0: Oh, but you're a Vikings fan. Dang.
1: Uh, I don't know if you. Were, but, oof, that's time I mean, right there. I'm a Barry fan. Was Barry even a Lions fan? And he was uh, on the team.
0: It's true. He did retire early, also. Why? Oh man, we have. It's a like team. Megatron. Yeah, these Lions greats the- retiring early. Sheesh. Ladainian I mean,
2: Tomlinson too. I mean, we're, we're just like on the topic we're on. Like he retired at like 31 as well. So I, I don't know. I was kind of like a smaller sample size than you know. Yeah. You'd hope
1: for.
0: Yeah. yeah, man. So our last one, and we're going to stay in the backfield, but we're going to come to today's new school era. Derek Henry, Christian McCaffrey, Alvin Kamara. Caleb, take it away.
2: Could I? Could you come back to me on now? <laughs> I mean, I'm we on, can if you I'm want me ha- to. That would be good. Okay,
0: I I got to think about it. (laughs) PJ, you ready or you want me to go?
1: Yeah, I'll go. Um, Again, no disrespect to Christian McCaffrey. Send me a jersey. (laughs) Um, But I'm going to cut him. I'm going to cut him only because I think Derrick Henry is a better runner Mm -hmm. than McCaffrey. And I think Kamara is arguably a better receiver than him. So if I can have both of those two. It kind of makes um, McCaffrey expendable, yeah. so I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go start Henry, bench Kamara, um, cut C-Mac, and I can do the same thing. A third yeah. down, pull Henry off, put Kamara on.
0: Yeah, um, I'm also gonna agree with you. It it really came down to Kamara and McCaffrey. To me, it was Henry hands down as my starter. Um, If I I can get a guy to give me a a mean, stiff arm and, you know, gash a defense for 60 yards afterwards, sign me up. Um, To me, the only difference between McCaffrey and Kamara is is probably you could maybe say McCaffrey's a little bit shiftier than Kamara, just a little bit. But to me, Kamara might be faster. Um, and I feel like the hands are probably a lot better. So, uh, and, and like we talked about with LT being that receiving threat, Kamara is definitely that receiving threat for us. Um, and he's shown it with the Saints, lined up different uh, positions, not just running back. So, start Henry, bench Kamara, cut McCaffrey. Caleb, it is now time. Who you got? Um.
1: It's hard struggling. for this
2: one because, yeah, <laughs> because with, I mean, like you know, McCaffrey. I'm like trying to think like, when the last time I saw him play was, or you know, just because.
0: Yeah, he was. He, he was was hurt Panthers hurt the Panthers haven't really been yeah. the
2: greatest, you know, as of late. You know, within mm. the past few years. I mean, like from what I, you know, if, if I'm gonna have to rate them would almost go from like the best team to the worst team so i would have to pick you know i would start kamara um and you know bench henry and then and cut mccaffrey and Okay, that probably might not be the fairest assessment because that's pretty much best team to worst team even though i guess saints and you know between new orleans and tennessee it's it's probably like debatable who's better since they're mm-hmm. kind of like a first round exit playoff team and you know what? You know, coming down to the running backs, I, I guess I would just, you know, that yeah. would be the only the edge. Only
0: I, would, I guess I, I could give Kamara the edge is because Kamara splits a lot of his carries. So, and it's not that I don't think he can carry the load. I do think he can. For some reason, the Saints just don't. I know for a fact, Derrick Henry can carry the load and then some can play even quarterback if you need to on a direct snap type stuff. So that's where we, where I'm at, but at least we agree on the uh, McCaffrey cut, man. Sorry, McCaffrey. But Hey, you know, send we're big fans. Yeah, man. Send, me a jersey. Fans. send us a Jersey come on the show, but uh, that'll do it for our start cut bench. You guys let us know down in the comments. Uh, who you are starting, who you're cutting, who you're benching. Again, you will see these on uh, Instagram. um, So that way you guys can really think um, through, um, let us know. We love when you guys interact with us. Um, We plan to do more stuff like this kind of going forward uh, with different players, so to speak. Uh, So be on the lookout for those. And also be on the lookout for this to hit IGTV uh, sometime next week as well. But, uh, gentlemen, we're at a good stopping point uh, to go ahead and have a halftime break. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. Not only is it free, there are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will also distribute your podcast for you, so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. And we are back. Um, We thank our sponsor, Anchor, this week for uh, the ad um you guys ever interested in creating a podcast make sure to start it with anchor that's who we've started our journey with and it's definitely been a very smooth one so make sure to go to anchor.fm to start your podcast journey today
1: but not a sports podcast though because you're yeah, not a
0: sports class yeah, that's why you're listening to you're already go listen to it. there's no yeah, point yeah just do something else you know be a movie podcast we'll listen to that um but definitely not sports podcasts that's what the regular guys are here for but moving on to our theme again of start cut bench um we're gonna go to the nba and this one might get a little bit more difficult there's a lot of good ones that you could go with i have from best shooters to ever hit the the hardwood to best big men to best young talent now so Just a little bit to to weigh your appetites. Uh, I know Caleb's ready for this one. Um, So we're going to start there with Caleb. And we're going to start with the young talent. Now, I feel like, Caleb, I already know where you're going to go with this. I already know where I'm going to go with this. And I already feel like I know where PJ's going to go with this. Start, cut, bench, Jason Tatum, Devin Booker, Donovan Mitchell. What you got, Caleb do This is jersey you this right is now, really hard. Um,
2: <laughs> this is not a dev. I, maybe at the end of the show, you guys can guess whose jersey this is because it is not who you probably think it is. But um, I anyways, is. I think I'm gonna is have that a to go with. Jersey? It is not a crowded is it jersey, but that was that was on the that was on the table. Um, but so it's Aiden. Uh, is it Nader? It's not. It is Nader, but it is not. (laughs) Um, I'm going to have to go with, like, if this is, you know, my team, if I'm the GM, I'm the president of basketball operations, I have to go. I'm going to have to go with start Tatum, bench, Booker and. And um, Cut Mitchell, and this mm. is mostly due to like building like a that. team around. because I think you could he's plug hurt. Mitchell into more teams, and it just fit. Mm-hmm. But like a large wing, like what Tatum's six eight six nine. Yeah, he can play power forward. He can play small forward. It's it's he's really versatile. And then Booker, the only advantage I'd give him over Mitchell is that he scores at like the same rate, but he's just bigger mm. and, and doesn't twist his ankle as much, I guess. I mean, <laughs> I probably like Mitchell more. I mean, like, yeah, you know, when, when when Hayward left Utah and he came in and just took over the team and was winning right away. But I don't know, between those two, it's really hard. But I would pick Tatum over both of them just because, you know, of sheer the size upside. and ability. Yeah.
0: So I'm, I'm actually going to agree with you. I'm going to start Jason Tatum. I'm going to bench Booker and I'm going to cut uh, Mitchell. Um, I agree with you 100%. It's the size of Jason Tatum for me that makes him really attracting as my starter. Um, Like you mentioned, he can play the three or the four if we want to go small ball or pace and space, so to speak. And to have a guy like Booker coming off as that relentless six-man scorer, almost Lou Will type, if not better, maybe, if you will. So I'll definitely take that. And they are bigger. Um, It's no knock on Donovan Mitchell. I feel like he's definitely um, Dwayne Wade 2.0. Uh, definitely a better three-point shooter than Wade was. So, but it's just the size factor. So I got to go Booker as a as my bench, and I'm gonna go Jason Tatum as my starter. PJ, what you got for us?
1: Uh, I'm leaving the show.
0: Oh That's no! I, I can't
1: believe you you all said cut Mitchell. Uh, um, you know, but I could see it on that lineup. Um, I'm actually going the opposite here
0: oh no (sighs) oh no i feel like you're about to say you're about to cut jason tatum
1: i'm gonna cut tatum i'm gonna start oh no i'm gonna i'm gonna start mitchell bench book cut tatum here's why uh here's why only if we're talking about a gm standpoint and i'm building a full squad Mm -hmm. tatum is elite could i get a better small forward Could i get a better power forward i think so I think so. I think there are more elite small forwards that I could get um, than there would be shooting guards. I feel like there's not many not not many shooting guards above Mitchell and Booker. Like, currently, if we're talking mm-hmm. this current NFL, I don't think okay. there's many shooting guards above Mitchell um, and Booker. So I would probably start Mitchell, but I'd start him at um, – or maybe I'll put Booker at the point. I don't know. Um, and put Mitchell, Mitchell at guard because he's a better shooter, in my oh, opinion. Bro, you got
0: a bench one, dog.
1: I mean, they're both they're both shooting guards, so I would bench one and just yeah. bring him on. You know. Yeah, I mean, you I can could still bring on him on and play the one so or two. Like, yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, so for me, it's start Mitchell, bench Booker, cut Tatum. I do think Tatum is a better player than. Mitchell, you could argue, maybe even than Book. Um, But I feel like you can get a more elite small forward.
0: Yeah, uh, the reason I gave Tatum the nod is I feel like he's the better. I feel like he's kind of underrated defensively, but I'm not saying he's like locked down. You know, he's going to clamp whoever. I just feel like he's better than Booker uh, defensively and he can score like Booker can definitely score. Booker would definitely be a willing defender, but I mean, there's a reason on, you know, picks that, you know, the other team is looking for Booker. Uh, They want to get him to foul trouble. So.
1: Yeah. I just feel like if I'm building a team, right. And I'm filling out the positions and I get to small forward, I'm not going to, I'm not going to pass over Mm -hmm. KD or LeBron in their prime for Jason Tatum. I got you. I feel like I feel like you can fill that. I mean, yeah, there, there there are better shooting guards than Mitchell and Booker, but mm-hmm. I feel like Tatum would be even lower down the list of small fours than than big than both Booker and Mitchell would be for shooting guards.
0: It's funny you mention Kevin Durant. That's exactly where we're headed next. And we'll start with you PJ. We have Kevin Durant we're gonna stay in the small forward uh, area position. Kevin Durant, Larry Bird, LeBron James.
1: See, I'm the I'm the old head here. All right. Yeah, you're but literally I'm,
0: the only one who can speak for Larry.
1: <laughs> I'm the old head and I and I so prefer old school basketball. And I so much lean towards old school basketball. I
0: feel a butt coming
1: but no disrespect to Larry Bird, send me a Jersey. (laughs) He's getting cut. Um, The only reason is I don't think anyone can bench or can cut KD in their right mind. He's too dominant. And the same thing, the same thing for Braun. I, I mean, I feel like, as blasphemous as this is, you you could probably interchange Braun and Bird, and and still have the same amount of success. You wouldn't have the same player, but I feel yeah. like you still have the same amount of success. Yeah. Um, but I I would start KD, um, bench Brawn and cut and cut Bird. I got
0: you, I, Caleb?
1: I, I need that three. I need yeah. that three that KD provide. He's got yeah. he's got a full game.
0: Yeah. I'll give you that. Uh, Caleb, where are you you going with?
2: It's hard because I'm not the biggest fan of KD's off-the-court antics, but like on the court, I mean, he's like one of those players that you plug into any team, Mm -hmm. and it's just automatic offense. You know, like LeBron is dominant, but he almost has to be kind of a point-forward, almost large point guard, Barry Johnson – what am I saying magic Johnson um, (laughs) magic Johnson type player whereas KD can just play small forward on any team and that's what they did in Golden State with him they just they upgraded Harrison Barnes to KD and it was the most dominant thing we've probably ever seen Um, and then I would I would bench LeBron and I wouldn't cut well i would cut larry bird like in this case but it wouldn't be that decisively only because his game you could almost argue like if he played in this era he would have been even better just because he was a good three-point shooter when that wasn't
0: how much space nearly as
2: heavily focused on yeah so he could have been you know you know as good a shooter as clay thompson like you know, but could do a lot more.
0: So, yeah, man, I didn't think we would all agree this early. Um, I'm starting Durant. I'm sorry. This, these playoffs, this man has shown me. I mean, if you guys, you know, listen to the pod last week, I came out and said, I think Durant's the best score ever, just based off what he's, he's given you um, and shown you this year. Um, obviously we, you know, Kevin wishes he wore the right size shoe and maybe the three would have counted and they would be playing right now, but Hey, uh, you know, sucks to suck, man. Wear the right size. I'm going to start Kevin Durant and I'm going to bench LeBron. I, I like the factor of LeBron coming on, you know, six man and playing that point forward role, like you mentioned. And when I do play them in, you know, the spurts together, LeBron coming off the bench, Durant obviously still going to be able to move without the ball freely while LeBron can play that in that point guard role And your lineup with those two is just, you know, it's through the roof. And it's, I agree with you, Caleb. I feel like Larry Bird um, was ahead of his time, still great player. Um, definitely could, would have been a lot better in today's era of basketball, but, Durant hits the three. Durant hits everything, mid-range, drive, whatever, you know, step back, turn around, whatever you need. He's 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 that he's just that good. Um, So that's who I'm going to go with. It was tough. A lot of, you know, I really wanted to go LeBron just because, you know, it's my favorite player. But I can't have both. But I want to start Durant just because I feel he's definitely the best scorer to to ever play. Seven footer who can get his wherever. So. Moving on to the big man, Shaq, Kareem, Wilt. Now, these are a little difficult because of the simple fact. Only one person may seen seen Kareem play here, and that's probably PJ. I doubt he saw Wilt play. I've never seen either of them play besides Shaq. So it's going to be easy for me. Um, I'm going to start Shaq, obviously. And uh, I'm going to bench Kareem. And I'm going to cut Wilt just because I know nothing about Wilt at all. Um, and I feel like Kareem is probably your second best big man. Most of you can make the argument he's number one. So that's that's where I'm going to go. Start Shaq, bench Kareem, cut Wilt. What do you got, PJ?
1: Yeah, same. Uh, Shaq changed the way the big man position was played. you um, used to have... Your big men that all looked like Wilt and Kareem, right? Like yeah. tall and lanky, but not not like crazy bulky. Um, after After Shaq, all your big men. I, I mean, I guess you could say LaJoie was big, but but like they called him the Diesel for a reason, right? Like he he changed what it was to take up the paint. Um, yeah, I think he's unmatched. Uh, I do think Kareem was was smoother, was a better um, all-around finesse. shooter and scorer. Yeah, yeah. Was way more finesse. So yeah, so I would do the same thing. I would I would start Shaq, bench Kareem, cut Wilt, only because I don't same thing. I feel bad. I don't yeah. know anything about Wilt Timberland's game. Same. I know he's one of the best, you know, but he was seven-one, you know, he was playing when there was no gold tanned. You know, that Joker probably had a ton of, like, offensive interference and, like, putbacks that, you know, that he probably got counted for. Um, Yeah.
0: And Caleb, who you got, man? I
2: I think we're all in agreement again. I'm going to have to go with Shaq because pure dominance. (laughs) Pure dominance. um, Yeah. I mean, I – watched him play and, you know, watched him be dominant. You know, I even, you know, got to see him be, you know, the second best player with Wade, um, which was really cool. Um, Kareem, I also know, was extremely dominant in his own right. It was just finesse, as PJ brought out. And what's interesting about, like, you know, his signature move, the Skyhook, like he could probably be doing that in today's NBA, like with how skilled he was at it, and and still be really good at it. Yeah. Um, but I mean, the pure dominance of Shaq, and then Will. I mean, it's it's the same story. Everyone says I, I'm not the first one to say this. It, you know, that you make the argument. Will played in the NBA like against a bunch of plumbers or whatever, like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and, and and dominated, and you know, if you threw him in today's game it would probably be pretty sloppy. Whereas Kareem would, I would almost feel like would fit pretty nicely.
1: Yeah, I agree with that.
0: Yeah, I definitely agree there. It's, and again, it's it's just because we're of our age, can't really just, and it's no shot at Will, it's just we've never seen you play, man. <laughs> so send us some, some footage. We know you listen, well, so we can uh, maybe boost you up. Next one. Now, this one's going to get a little spicy, I feel. What was it? Episode two? Episode one. Goat talk. I think it was episode two. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a
1: minute. Wait a minute. minute. If anyone in their right mind says cut Jordan, I'm ending the show. Why, man? What you got, Matt?
0: All right. So start, cut, bench. I'm going to let Caleb go first. Who you got?
1: For who? You didn't say nobody. Yeah, we're waiting.
0: Kobe, <laughs> Jordan, LeBron. Uh...
1: This is actually easy I mean, for me. I want yeah. to see what Caleb has to say.
2: Um. Yeah, I mean, it's funny because I, I think I watched, you know, Kobe say the same thing when he went on, what was the James Corden show or whatever, and he, he ranked himself first, then Jordan, then LeBron. So I would I would do the same, except I'd put Jordan ahead of Kobe. Um, you know, they're all great. Uh, you know, it, it's just like, I would trust Kobe with the ball in his hands at the end of a game, you know, more than anyone other than Jordan. So uh, that's the reason I'd, I'd rank them that way.
0: All right, PJ.
1: Yeah, so this isn't an, an indication of who I think is best. This is just start, cut, sit. I mean, start, cut, bench. And I would, um, I'll keep it simple. Uh, Jordan, uh, um, start Jordan, bench LeBron, cut Kobe. I feel bad cutting all the dead people. Um, Kobe.
0: I didn't see that. Coming. Kobe's
1: a Jordan clone. They're, they're, they're too, there's too much overlap. Um, although like Caleb said, I don't know, maybe I do trust Kobe a little bit more in a game winning situation than Jordan. Even, um, Kobe had that mentality, but I feel like he got that from, from Jordan. I feel like, I feel like Mamba mentality is really Jordan mentality, you know, but just rebranded. Yeah. So I'm going to go Jordan, LeBron, Cut Kobe. Rest in peace, Kobe. Sorry. Uh, Vanessa, send me a jersey.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's the real theme of this show, is uh, whoever we cut, send us a jersey. But I'm going to also cut Kobe. And um, I couldn't bench LeBron again. So I'm going to start LeBron. I'm going to bench Jordan. And cut Kobe. Um, I agree. It's it's really the same player. There's probably a tad bit difference in um, Jordan and Kobe. And like you guys mentioned, probably just the late game stuff. Um, But I'm going to start LeBron. I'm going to bench Jordan. Let me get that pure, you know, score. uh, Good, also great defender. Um, And I'm sorry, Kobe, but that feels so wrong to say. I'm not going to (laughs) lie. That feels so wrong to say. That one especially, but uh, we kind of yeah. almost agreed. Wait, who did who did you bench, Caleb? You benched Braun?
2: I benched Kobe and cut, cut Braun. You cut Braun? Okay. I thought we were going to, I thought we had some. Bit I mean, I, I understand, like, like, if you're thinking on the same team, but. Yeah. I'm just thinking of kind of ranking them from, like, how I'd value their presence yeah. on the court, like, in a high leverage situation. I got you.
0: Yeah, it's a little tough. And again, it just, it it does suck to cut Kobe. Um, Next one. We're going to go ankle breakers. Kyrie Allen Iverson, Jamal Crawford. PJ, who you got?
1: Um, Crawford's out for me. I don't think he matches up. Um, with Kyrie's handles. Um, and, uh, now I remember, like, they are healthy. I feel like this is also a kind of a clone situation because mm-hmm. I feel like the argument could be made that Kyrie is an AI clone. And I feel like AI influenced so much of how people played. Like he had insane yeah. handles. Um, oh, man. It feels crazy to do this, but I'm gonna oh, I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna start Kyrie, bench AI, cut Crawford. Um, the only reason I feel like Kyrie gets the edge over AI, I feel like AI was more like consistently great. Mm-hmm. Like this, I feel like when Kyrie is unstoppable at scoring, he's unstoppable at scoring.
0: Yeah. I'm going to agree with you. Um, My reason for why I gave Kyrie the start is I feel like Kyrie's – I feel like Kyrie's a better three-point shooter. Um, And like you mentioned, I feel like Kyrie gets hot. This guy could probably drop 10, 15 points, you know, in a good one to two-minute span. And I couldn't really find any other ankle breaker – um, Jamal Crawford came to mind um, So for him It was kind of an easy cut um, Jamal Crawford don't send me a jersey I'm good bro um, <laughs>
1: No Send me, me the jersey Crawford
0: <laughs> Yeah I don't need a Jamal Crawford jersey um, So yeah I'm a bench AI I'm a start Kyrie I do agree with you also It's, it's pretty much a clone scenario um, But Fully healthy yeah, I'll take Kyrie. So uh Caleb, what do you got? I'll start it off with
2: giving um Crawford his dues because like if we're going on like just on a niche or like yeah. specialty situation, Jamal Crawford maybe best handles ever, like, but not necessarily like in a basketball game. Like if he was mm. just gonna show you his handles in your backyard. I mean, <laughs> it's it's amazing. It it doesn't it's like unreal. Mm. But you know, in a game, I'm gonna have to you know pick Kyrie first. AI set, you know, um, start Kyrie, bench mm-hmm. AI, and then cut Crawford. Hey. Kind of for the reasons PJ mentioned. I feel like, especially like if we were talking about ankle breakers, like Allen Iverson had like the nastiest crossover. Like in my brain, I'm not like thinking of, of as many. Like they're not as iconic Kyrie's crossovers versus yeah. AIs but he has, like, closer to Jamal Crawford handles Mm -hmm. and then, you know, scores at an elite level. So he kind of has the best of both of them, like,
0: in a way. Yeah. No, I agree with you on that one. Um, Man, three for three. All right. So this time we're going to move to the point guard position. Magic, Isaiah Thomas. No, not... Mighty Mouse Isaiah Thomas, um, Detroit Pistons Isaiah Thomas, and CP3. Now this is this is CP3. You could probably see CP3 in the days of New Orleans, like the last his last couple years entering into the Clippers. CP3. I feel like that was like his legit legit prime of how good he was. Um, Caleb, start us off. Magic isaiah cp3
2: as i'm gonna have to pick i'm gonna have to start magic just as a player because i mean the guy could play center and be elite at that um i feel pound for pound like chris paul is the best point guard ever i mean and it's funny that you, you mentioned like old CP three because game six, Chris Paul is going to be the Chris Paul. I probably remember most of my life now. Yeah, game 40 six piece. two days ago. I mean, that was, you know, amazing. Um, and Isaiah Thomas, you know, you know, obviously also one of the best, but mm-hmm. out of these three, I'm going to have to start magic bench CP three
0: and cut Thomas. Uh, yeah, I'm going to agree with you there. Also, um, Magic defined. I feel like he defined the the Showtime Lakers, just the flashiness, the passes, just and how big he was. I feel like six foot seven, six foot eight guys. He made them want to play point guard and show that they could do it. So I'm going to start with Magic. I'm going to bench Chris Paul, and uh, I'm sorry Isaiah. I'm going to have to cut you. Don't fight me, please. But I'm gonna have to cut you, bro. PJ, what do you got for us?
1: Uh same, same. We agree. Start start magic. Um, I think the case could be made that he's a top five, top three point guard yeah. of all time.
0: I say top three.
1: Yeah. Um, you know, he Yeah, I think that's easy. Um it did come down to CP3 versus Isaiah Thom- Thomas for me. The only reason I picked CP3, I feel like Isaiah Thomas played on Pistons teams that were arguably way better. Uh, CP- CP3 has had great teams. Um, but that Pistons team was going up against George Bulls, you know, like, and and won, you know? I feel like you could argue that they were better than any team that, that CP3 played on. Um, so did that kind of boost Isaiah Thomas up a little bit? I'm sure. Yeah. I'm sure it did. Um, so yeah, I'm going to give, I'm going to give the slight edge to, to, to CP3. So I'm going to start magic bench CP3 cut Isaiah. Um, you met the criteria, but yeah, you weren't selected. Send me a Jersey,
0: Send him a Jersey, Isaiah Send him a Jersey, moving on to the big men, Tim Duncan, Kevin Garnett, Carl Malone.
1: Oh, let me guess. Let me guess Caleb, start here. <laughs> Timmy D, all day. Tim Tim Duncan, cut everyone else. I'm Tim Duncan again.
0: <laughs> uh, Caleb, you can go ahead and start. Tim Duncan, Kevin Garnett, Carl Malone. I'm going to be so salty
2: with this one. I won't lie. Um, so... Obviously, Tim Duncan is my favorite player of all time. Uh, You guys knew that growing up with me. Um, You know, the guy was, you could argue he was one of, like, the best defensive players, but we don't really think about it Mm -hmm. because he was, you know, dominant in, like, such in you know, undominant way. I think I heard somebody say once that he would, you know, he'd block somebody's shot, and, like, the expression on his face was, like, thinking about the pair of shorts he was about to buy from (laughs) Coles. whereas you know kevin garnett was you know he would do that as well but i mean he was really aggressive but i mean in a way that would fire up his team like unlike anything almost at ray lewis level an elite trash talker and then so i would i would bench garnett and i'd send carl malone to jail where he belongs
0: oh no Dang. Dang it. All right, BJ, what do you got, man? <laughs> I don't
1: I don't like that at all. Mailman, send me a jersey, man. Um, so I'm a big I'm a big jazz fan. Um I personally don't like Carl Malone's personality at all. Like mm. I I find him irritating. So I can agree with Caleb. However, um You know what? I'm just going to say it. I'm going to rip the Band-Aid off. Let's just do it. Let's just make Caleb upset. No, no. Start Carl. (laughs) Bench Garnett.
0: Oh, no. He's cut Timmy Timmy D. Here's
1: the only thing. So, you mentioned Tim Duncan's, you know, defense. Uh, I mean, I guess he was a good defender, but that's not the first thing that comes to mind for me. Yeah. I, I felt like, I feel like of the three of them, if you were to say defense, Garnett came to mind. Mm-hmm. Um, and, I, and I actually looked it up. He's, there's only, he's only one of five, five NBA players all time to win both MVP and Defensive Player of the Year. Um, I feel like that that shows you just how elite he was on offense and defense. I don't think you can cut him. Based on that, so then I feel like um, Garnett and Timmy are so similar. Um, you could you could cut either or. I do think Tim dunked them, but if I'm building a squad, um, I would keep Carl because I feel like you could you you could plug Carl in at the five also. Mm-hmm. Just just based on how big he was, I yeah. feel like you could have Carl and Garnett on the field at the same time. Uh, on the corner at the same time. I'm going to go with that. Sorry, Caleb. Timmy Timmy can go to Kohl's and buy those shorts all he wants.
2: Yeah. he <laughs> just have more time for that. <laughs>
0: um, so I'm going to start Tim Duncan. I'm going to start Tim Duncan, and I'm going to bench Kevin Garnett, and I'm going to cut Carl Malone. Um, I agree with you in the sense that Timmy D and, and Garnett are about the same, but the difference in why I need Kevin is because of what Caleb mentioned. The trash talking is elite, super like mental mess you up, elite. Like, just know I've heard some stuff of stories of what Kevin Garnett said, and it's just like if you ever heard them things while you were playing. Man, it it I could see how it would definitely you know throw you off your game. So, um, I definitely start with Timmy D, uh, bench, Kevin Garnett, and I'm gonna cut the mail, man. I, it, The the only problem
1: for me is having Garnett and Duncan on the same team is they're so similar. Like, yeah,
0: like I feel like Garnett can shoot team. can oh. shoot a little further though
1: all right, so when are you going to pull Duncan off the field, the court? Why do I keep saying field? When are you going to pull Duncan off the court? Uh, and they're both like really skinny that hmm. I feel like you wouldn't want to play them like either one at the five, right? Yeah. Like Garnett, Garnett was too, I looked it up, 240, 240 at the five. That's like, he'd be pushed around playing the five. Um
0: I take Tim Duncan at the five because I feel he's more traditional, like back to your basket and like, don't get me wrong. Kevin Garnett is too, but I feel like Kevin Garnett's game was more face up mid range. Yeah. And he can, you know, them height you know, screens. So that's why I I go with that because I could play them together and put Duncan at the five and and Kevin Garnett at the, uh, at the four. And it's no shot at, at, you know, the mailman besides the simple fact he, uh, in the what was it last dance documentary he was super salty but um <laughs> <laughs> but yeah that's that's what we got there uh going into our last one we're gonna we're gonna end it with shooters i feel like this one might be a little bit too easy i could be wrong start curry step yeah <laughs> <laughs> steph curry reggie miller ray allen
1: i'll go quick start curry bench allen cut miller nothing against miller um alan Allen was almost automatic from the corner
0: um
1: and steph steph hits him anywhere on the court start start steph bench uh ray allen cut reggie
0: who you got first Caleb?
2: i mean this is kind of a hard one for me versus like i actually watched a video about like how like how you remember things is like, you know, uh, I don't even know how to word this, but when I think of Reggie Miller, like I think of someone that you could like run an offense through more. Now Ray Allen might've been like that. You know, I know he was more like that in his earlier career, but I remember like, Mm -hmm. I remember him as a specialty guy, you know, the guy that you'd give the ball the last, you know, shot to shoot, basically like a more elite JJ Redick. Yeah. Whereas like Miller, I remember because I wasn't watching these games younger, but I remember him more as somebody you could run the offense through. So for that reason, I would, you know, I, I guess we're all probably picking Steph to start, but I would bench Miller and then cut Allen. But I mean, I might be off because mm. I'm, I'm remembering the tail end of Allen's career, like the last yeah. five, six years or so. But uh, I'll, I'll lock that pick in.
0: This one was actually tough for me. Obviously, we're starting Curry. That's just a given. But because I remember somewhat of of Ray Allen on the the Sonics, and it was before, like, he was a good, you know, three-point shooter, but he was way more athletic and more of, you know, driving to the – he could really drive, whereas, like you mentioned, the the tail end of his career, it was basically go stand in the corner, you know, and you're going to be open for the three. So I'm assuming that's the Ray Allen I'm going to get. So I'm going to I'm going to bench Ray because if that's the Allen I'm I'm getting and not just the spot up shooter, I I'll take that. Um and it was tough because I'm a big fan of trash talk and there's really not much of a, a better iconic trash talking than Miller with the choke, you know, to the to the New York Knicks fans and, and Spike Lee. But I, I gotta give it to to Ray for that matter. So those are our start bench cut for the NBA. You guys let us know down in the comments. Um, who are you starting? Who are you cutting? Who are you uh, benching? Um, again, these will also end up on our social media on Instagram. So if you haven't followed us yet, feel free to hop on over to Instagram and do so. And uh, show us who you would choose to start cutting bench. But moving on to our off topic. NBA playoffs are still well in swing. The Western Conference Finals wrapped up on June 30th, a couple of days ago, where we saw the Phoenix Suns punch their ticket back to the NBA Finals. Um, haven't seen them there since 93 against the Jordan-led Bulls. Um, I was just born that year, for those of you who are listening. So I don't know. I know Barkley and crew were there, um, obviously Jordan and crew. But we, we got to see – we get to see CP3 make his first ever appearance in the NBA Finals, gentlemen. And we'll start with uh, – we'll start with Caleb. Uh, C- Caleb, give me your, your final thoughts on this series, um, Suns versus Clippers. What are your final thoughts on this series?
2: I'll give the Clippers their flowers, you know, to start off. You know, I mean, this was, you know, they are definitely. I would almost say like somewhat of an irritating team, but I have to give Tyron Lue so much credit for making so many adjustments, not just in the series, but throughout the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he really threw everything he could at the Suns to try to stop them. Um, and, you know, he got it to six games, you know, without you know really is uh, i don't Kauai, think yeah. anybody would argue his best career player in kawaii and then you know their starting center in ibaka which so many people forget about and he's mm-hmm. he's really one of the best big men in the nba i mean if you want to call him a role player then he's like one of the best role players in the nba um so missing those two guys were huge the fact that they made this a series was insane to me with like a mostly he- healthy Suns team but you know being here like in the Phoenix Valley, you know, it's, it's so exciting to see, you know, and, and Chris Paul really leading them into the finals. Whereas, you know, before game six, you know, we were myself included, I was saying, you know, maybe campaign needs more minutes. Like he's, he really pushes the tempo. Yeah. Um, and, you know, Chris Paul really took it into high gear and, and you know, and really you know stepped to the next level and, and and put on a show and it was it was amazing.
0: Yeah man yeah uh, PJ what are your thoughts on this series?
1: Yeah like like Caleb said I I'm super surprised the Clippers made this as competitive as they did not being healthy. Um I feel like uh, I don't want to be I don't want to upset these, uh, Caleb said in Phoenix. I feel like if Kawhi is there, it's a different series. Um, like even just Kawhi, I feel Mm -hmm. like it's a different series. They took down, they took down, um, the Mavs in just a sloppy series. I think they were half asleep expected to walk through the Mavs, but then they did wake up. Um, and they didn't, they didn't have that, um, like laziness versus the Jazz.
0: Yeah,
1: um, the Jazz were heavily favored. They they took care of business. Um, I feel like the attitude would have kept would have kept rolling versus versus Phoenix if they weren't injured. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm glad for the Suns. Um, I gotta ask you a question, Caleb. Since you're an actual, you're in Phoenix. You're an actual Suns fan. How do you feel about bandwagon fans like Matt jumping onto the Valley? Like, are you, are you, are you okay with that? Or does that offend you uh, that he would come back after all these years of neglecting and abandoning the team, come back just because they're doing well? Does that offend you?
0: No, hold on, Caleb. Before you answer this, let the record show Caleb was also a Spurs fan. Then uh, the the brief stint was a jazz fan.
1: Does that does that offend you, Caleb? That this man left the Spurs fifteen years ago Somewhere. when we were kids. So yeah, left <laughs> the when we were kids, and c- come back only only because they're winning now.
2: Um, I mean, I it doesn't offend me, and and mostly because I feel like for the most part basketball unlike pretty much every other sport is not so much a sport where you root for the laundry that they wear. I mean, like as to quote Jerry Seinfeld, but um, you know, it like narrative plays into a lot because, you know, these, these guys are almost like more like celebrities. So you, you like follow the narrative a little bit more. Like, part of the thing was I lived in Utah for a brief stint and Ricky Rubio was there. And then I moved and Ricky Rubio was traded or he didn't, he wasn't traded. Basically the jazz let him walk. Cause they, they wanted more shooting or whatever. They got Conley and he came to the Suns. So like all of that, like kind of makes me like, made me root for the suns. Like they, you know, bubble suns team was the most like fun thing to watch, even though, you know, it wasn't. So, I mean, I kind of see why Matt would, you know want to root for the sons like in the nba especially i feel like you need a team to root for
0: it doesn't necessarily
2: mean it's your favorite team but
0: <laughs> yeah they're, they're extremely like fun with
2: football i'm, I'm giants only or uh, uh baseball i'm like mets only yeah you know i don't follow those sports as
1: much but i definitely well, like
0: there you have it folks. for that yeah we have caleb's stamp of approval that's all we needed
1: he just said he's a bandwagon also. He just said. He but you around.
0: asked him, though, man. Yeah, and his, answer,
1: his answer was, I bounce around just as much as Matt does. So.
0: Hey, Valley bros. Um, My final thoughts on this series was, I'm not going to lie, I was very nervous because of the, the record, the track record that the Clippers had put together, coming back down to 0 to the Mavs, coming back down to 0 to the Jazz. Suns went up 2-0. And although they won game three and Chris Paul's return, I didn't necessarily panic on that one. I, I, I had a feeling my initial thoughts on this, on the series was sons and six, but after the two 0 lead, I just felt like they were different than the jazz and the, and the clip um, in the Mavs. Um, so that's, I, I, shortened it to Suns and five, uh, Suns game five was extremely, man, it uh, it was so nerve-wracking to watch and so very frustrating. Uh, You basically got punched in the mouth from the jump, and every time you got close, they just went on another run. So uh, extremely happy for Chris Paul, man, just year 16 to finally make it to the finals. Um, Obviously, I'm hoping they win the finals and um, I feel like he's a top five point guard. Some may say he's top six. He, he's probably six on the outside looking in. But definitely uh, for him to have led up multiple 3-2 leads before and to finally put that stamp of not this time and to you know, drop the 40 piece, uh, extremely happy for him. Um, so I guess that would lead us to our next question of what do you guys think that this appearance for, for Chris Paul what is that? What do you think that means for his legacy? Do you feel like he's top five already without making it? Or do you feel like him finally making it, regardless of if he wins or loses, cements his top five legacy?
1: Top five of all time?
0: As far as point guards.
1: Yeah, that's what I mean. Top five point guards of all time?
0: Yeah. Where do you stand?
1: Does this. Uh, I feel like this appearance doesn't, um, for me, it doesn't change anything. Like, I feel like he's still, I don't know if I can put him in top five. I feel like, I feel like he's still in the same level he was at. I feel like if he's, um, cause he's been hot. He's been hot. I feel yeah. like, I feel like if he, if he stays healthy throughout these finals and he, and he puts together some dominant performances, um, because at the same time, you know, I feel like some games he's also being overshadowed by by Aiden and of course Booker. Mm-hmm. Um, if he if he puts together some some games in this series where he, you know, puts the team on his back and his you know guys are locking down uh, book, you know, and they're saying CP three, you beat us 35, 36 years old, you do it. See if you can see if you can be Bron and take over, you know this late stage of your career, if he can do it, yeah, then I feel like that might change, um, mm-hmm. change a narrative about him. But as of right now, just an appearance, you know, with a squad around him, that's, that's very nice. To me, it doesn't change.
0: Gotcha. Caleb, what do you think? What does this finals appearance do for CP3's legacy?
2: I'm trying to think of where exactly I would rank him, but – I guess with the finals appearance excel itself I feel like you know cements him as you know for sure top five I would have probably had him top five before then I remember I don't know back in 2014 or so where people were saying that Rondo was better but you know Rondo hasn't ever been a player like nearly as important to his team as like this team now or like almost anything Chris Paul's ever been on so I Obviously he's better. He just beat them in the series, which people probably forget about because Rondo played so little. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I can't think of like who exactly I'd rate rank above him other than for sure Magic Johnson. If he mm-hmm. wins the championship, I feel like it's definitely above Nash and Kidd because. He'll obviously be a more important team, more important to his team than Kidd was in 2011 when he won the championship. Where you could argue, you know, Jason Terry was more important, um, yeah. and other role players. But I would say, I, w- I would honestly put him just behind Magic. Wow, above above
1: Stockton, above Terry. Yeah.
0: Because I feel like I, the list right now goes. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna say magic. I'm gonna say magic curry Stockton. I feel like maybe Curry and Stockton could swap depending on who you like the most. But that's what I'm gonna say. I'm gonna also say Isaiah Thomas 4. Um I'm trying to think of who I feel like it could be at number five. I'm not quite sure. I might put CP3 there for me. Just the simple fact he's made it there. I think I'm. A, I'll give him the top five nod. Um, and what I'm about to say, hopefully, Phoenix Suns fans listening, Caleb listening, you don't take this the wrong way. I feel. I feel Chris Paul in his very, very brief stint with Phoenix, and the fact that he's made it to the finals. I feel like because of this, he's bigger than Steve Nash like don't get me wrong Steve Nash was very great the, the the run and gun sons were just extremely good but Nash just never got them to the finals and I'm not saying I mean I feel like Nash was the bigger star there Amari was very young at that time and of course I went on to leave for New York but at this age, 36, to, to be able to be that big key missing piece to to take the Suns over the edge, I, I feel like he he means more now to Phoenix than than maybe Steve Nash. So for me, I will say CP3 is top five, but at number five. Before this, I probably had him at number six, but I can't really think of who I may have ahead of him. I feel like the top four, you guys would maybe agree. Your order might be a little different, um, but yeah, that's that's where I'm gonna I'm gonna stay with there. But now, knowing what we know now with the the Bucks and the Hawks, do you guys feel like the Suns are the favorites, regardless of who they play in the finals? What's what's the
1: what's what's the,
0: the Bucks lead the series three two. No, um, no, what's
1: the news on Giannis? Giannis?
0: So from what I've saw, Giannis doesn't look like he will play tomorrow game six, but he should be a go for game seven. It looks like Trey Young will make his return back tomorrow for game six. So regardless, it I feel like there will be a game seven where we will see Trey and Giannis yeah. both play.
1: Um, I think if the Suns are – playing the Hawks they're favored. I think if the Suns are playing the Bucks it might be a, a, a healthy Bucks team. I think that's going to be a closer matchup. Mm-hmm. Um cuz I'll take I'll take the Suns front court but I'll
0: take um the Bucks big men. Yeah, what about you Kayla? What do you think?
2: I'm I'm kind of feeling <sighs> It's, it's weird. There's so many factors that I think about, like, going into either of these series. Mm-hmm. Like, um, like, I try not to blind, like, everybody going for Phoenix around me, like, being here, yeah. too. But, you know, when I think about, like, last year's Heat team that beat the Bucks, I'm like, we're, the, the Suns are not that different from that Heat team that beat the Bucs. I mean, I know J- Drew Holiday is a huge difference because he can put the clamps on, like, any of the guards. Yeah. But, you know, you, I, I'm thinking of Giannis coming to the ba- uh, the basket. Assuming he's healthy, you know, we've got Crowder again who was stopping him in Miami last year. Mm-hmm. And we've got Aiton instead of Adebayo, which, you know, he might be a, a little difference. bit worse than Adebayo, but not really. Like, he's he's almost as good. Yeah. I mean, you he's he's proven himself almost as good that you know this playoff run so i don't see Giannis being like a super huge factor against the suns for that reason but drew holiday's defense on assuming that's who makes it because they're one game away uh yeah he's i mean he's an elite defender i i have to give him that
0: yeah i'm gonna agree with pj if it's the hawks i do feel like you are definitely the definite favorite um I do feel if it's the Bucks the series goes 7 um I can't sit here and ignore the the height of the Bucks it's not just the the back court or the front court with uh, Lopez and Giannis I mean Middleton's what 6'8 six, 6'7 six, playing shooting guard small forward Drew Holiday's also tall so they they have the height for sure, um, and I can see where it would possibly give you somewhat of some fits, but I do I do also agree with you, uh, Caleb, in the sense of you do have guys in Jay Crowder who are familiar with guarding Giannis, um, so that helps. No disrespect to Brook Lopez, um, you know he dropped thirty three last night in the win big you know big guy but I feel like Aiden's just more athletic I don't know if you can keep up with him in their in their space and pace and running up the floor and whatnot so I do think that would be the more exciting matchup however Bucks versus the Suns whereas I honestly kind of feel like Suns Hawks it it might be over a five I could be wrong um but that's yeah I agree with that yeah that's that's kind of where I'm, I'm I'm laying with that all that, that right there. But one thing that we can uh, move into now is we mentioned earlier the Hawks are missed a couple games without Trey Young. The Bucks will be missing looks like Giannis for maybe two two more games. Injuries, gentlemen, are hurting the playoffs, or are they? We have a long list of injuries that have just swept these NBA playoffs, but surprisingly, they've still somewhat have been exciting. Um, so let me get you guys' thoughts on, on these injuries. Do you feel they're hurting the playoffs? We'll start with PJ.
1: Let me ask you this. Um, even if they are, what are you proposing? You, you pause and let people get healthy again? If that's the case, would you have wanted to wait and get and get Kawhi back on the court for your series?
0: Me personally, um, I wouldn't say pause. I before news broke of Kawhi being out, I still had Sons of Six. Now, obviously, it might have gone seven, and I agree with you when he says it would have been difficult, more a little bit more difficult, and I could honestly have seen the Clippers winning. Um, but no, I'm not, I'm not saying it's, oh, let's take a brief pause. Um, I mean, cause teams still have to show up at the end of the day. Um,
1: yeah. Yeah. So then if, if there's no workaround for it, then I think it's kind of irrelevant. I mean, injuries happen in all sports, sports. And to me, that's, I feel like that's the only thing you could argue that NBA is weak at is that they focus so much on, on. The injuries. Uh, no 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 uh, on on superstars that maybe your depth isn't isn't it's as the best yeah isn't as good as it should be i.e the Lakers um, you know you lose you lose your LeBron or shoot even if you keep LeBron and you just lose ad, he can't carry a, a team of scrubs, no offense to the Lakers fans. Um, yeah, so I feel like okay, injuries happen in every sport that's why you build depth. That's why there's yeah. a six-man award. You know, that's why you recognize that that talent that comes off the bench. Um, so, yeah, I don't think it's hurting. I think it's part of the team. Build your team for depth, not just superstars.
0: Yeah. What about you, Caleb?
2: Uh, in the end, I feel like, you know, it, it hurts it in the moment. Like, you know, you're thinking about what just happened. But the more time that goes by, the more you're going to forget about it like you really have to like research these injuries like years coming because all we're going to remember is who was crowned you know the champion who got the rings um yeah and and i don't know how much better it'll be for next year like just to kind of give a preview because i know i watched that interview i think it was like with jay williams and adam silver where he was saying like you know the nba starting on christmas day that was that was kind of cool like you know, just starting like in you know right before like the new year starts or whatever, and mm-hmm. and Adam Silver was like, no, well, we're probably gonna get back to schedule, so we're thinking like shortened off season again. Sheesh, again. You know, is this gonna happen yeah. again? Um, obviously, the games probably are gonna be spaced out better because it'd be like the normal length season, mm-hmm. but you you never know how it's gonna affect those that are gonna have the really short off season. So
0: yeah,
2: for maybe those who are bouncing the playoffs first, it'd be better. For them, they got time to get healthy. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. I, I agree with I agree with a, a lot of what uh, you both are saying. Um, I agree with P, uh, you, Caleb, for the sense of yeah. For an NBA standpoint, you, you're probably hurting because your big stars aren't out there. So maybe ratings aren't as high. You know when you don't have Kawhi out there, AD. Um, uh, what's his name? Trey Young, Giannis. You know. Harden and Kyrie and such. So I, I get that, but I also agree with PJ in a sense of next man up mentality. Um, if you rely so heavily on your superstar talent, you know, uh, Nets, maybe per se Lakers, maybe per se that you didn't build that depth. Um, then yeah, it, it lets you down. So it's, and you don't deserve to win. Yeah. like Yeah. Whereas a team like, I feel like the team. I'm gonna say the. I feel like the team, like Clippers in the Clippers and the and the and the Suns, had very good depth. Um, which is why maybe if Kawhi comes, it's definitely going seven, and it's, uh, I'd say a coin flip on who wins. Um, so that's that's how we feel. You guys, let us know. Do you feel the injuries are hurting the playoffs? But we'll move on into the Hawks and Bucks. Uh, now again, the Bucks are currently leading this. Series three, two, um, with both of their superstars out. Um, hopefully, we'll get them back uh, for Game Six, but that will be uh, to determined tomorrow. Um, just quick thoughts on this series and a prediction, Caleb. What are you? What are your thoughts on this series so far?
2: I honestly have no idea where it's going. To be honest, just because the Hawks are like such an outlier because they can have guys that get really hot from three not i mean not so much like proven in the playoffs because yeah i'm thinking like gallo hasn't like been the greatest playoff performer throughout his career but you know yeah on a normal day he hits his threes you've got herder who's been pretty good kind of on and off bogdanovich can do some things i mean if trey young comes back because his I mean, it seems as if his injury is not as bad as Giannis. But, mm-hmm. I mean, we don't really know just because it doesn't look as bad. We don't really know. But, um, I mean, I I would just not count them out at any point just because of what they've done this playoffs. So,
0: so. What's, your, what's your final prediction for this series? Because this episode will drop. We are recording this on a Friday. So, obviously, Monday when we drop this episode, we will know – the finals matchup. So who do you have facing off against the Suns?
2: It's kind of conditional because if like, I don't know, as Trey Young, has he been deemed out or has he been um, declared as out for the next game?
0: So from what I've seen, it's likely he returns tomorrow. And it's likely that Giannis returns for game seven um, because they have that cushion of being up three two, it's almost likely that Trey Young kind of feels like he has to come back because they're down. Whereas Giannis is like, I know for a fact we'll have Game Seven. So it hasn't been put out yet, you know whether or not they both play. But that's kind of the consensus of of the, both of the superstars.
2: If Trey comes back, then I, I'm gonna pick Hawks in
0: seven. That's my pick. Ooh. Hawks and seven. PJ, who are you riding with?
1: Uh I agree with, with what Caleb said about I don't know where this series is going. Because I honestly have no idea how the Hawks are still in the playoffs, to be totally honest with you. Um, <laughs> right? Like does anyone,
0: no, does anyone I agree realize with you. that the
1: Hawks are still in the playoffs? Like how yeah. how are they I here? How are they in the Eastern Conference Finals? I I have I I truly have no idea. Um yeah, yeah like like all the guys that Caleb mentioned would be like great depth pieces like they're not i I mean Clint capella but like bogdan all right like like he's kind of streaky bogdan would be a great six man you know like (laughs) uh i i don't i don't know how they have like how they've made it so far and maybe that just speaks to the chemistry of the team you know you get Mm. you get scrappy guys that have always been like almost great um, but not quite. And then you put them all together, and they perform. Um, okay. So chemistry can't be overlooked. They they have the chemistry, obviously. But um, and at the same time, I don't trust the Bucks. I feel mm. like the Bucks have struggled in these playoffs way more than they should have, um, which maybe speaks to their chemistry. Um, I feel like on paper the Bucks are a better team. Um, I would take. Drew Holiday, um, Chris Middleton, Giannis—just those three alone over everyone on the Hawks starting five outside of Trey Young. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I have no idea. Basically, this long yeah. rant was to say <laughs> I I truly have no idea. The Hawks shouldn't be here. The Bucks yeah. shouldn't be struggling, but here we are. I'm gonna say Bucks, Bucks in seven.
0: Yeah. So uh, I'm gonna also agree with you guys. I I don't know where it's going because one moment it looks like the Bucs can't be stopped, but then next moment, here come the Hawks. But I will say this, after the, uh, the Sixers series with the Hawks and the Sixers, I can't sleep on the Hawks. To me, their run is just a little bit more impressive. You face maybe arguably the best defensive teams in the East going through the, the Knicks, then the Sixers, and now the Bucs. I'm a big fan of what Ice Trey has been able to accomplish. I feel like he's the new era's Reggie Miller with his uh, trash talking, and especially because of of what he's you know he did for the people in uh, in the garden. So I'm gonna agree with Caleb, and I'm gonna go Hawks and seven. Um, I, and I also agree with what PJ says. Like it, I didn't see the Hawks being here. But the Bucks shouldn't also be struggling this much. So and because of that, I want to go for the Cinderella feel good story. And to me, that's the Atlanta Hawks. So you guys yeah. let us yeah, go ahead. Yeah,
1: I agree. I do think I do think if the series falls to the Hawks, it uh, not taking anything away from what they did to the Knicks. I feel like they dominated there. Same with the well, they dominated there, um, and they play scrappy versus the Sixers. If if they win this series, I think it's more because the Bucks fall apart, not because the Hawks dominated, because they're not. Um, mm-hmm. They're not. I think it's more indicative on the Bucks, and maybe they don't have a winning culture there or a winning mindset because they're yeah. struggling in every series.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I agree. You guys let us know down in the comments, who do you feel takes this series? Well, I can't even say that because by the time this episode comes out, we'll already know. Um so other than that, that's that's pretty much all we have for the off-topic news. Uh, again, we look forward to seeing who comes out of the East to join Phoenix in the big dance for the championship. Um, moving on into our hype section, uh, guests go first. Caleb, tell the people at home something you're hyped about, man. I'm
2: trying to think of – and. Um... A non-obvious one, other than the NBA Finals.
0: <laughs> I mean, if that's what you're hyped for, that's cool too. I mean, we had Mike on the show, and uh, obviously, we talked hockey. And uh, although he was excited for Stanley Cup, he still mentioned he was hyped for that. So, you let us know.
2: You don't know what, what about you're hyped for. what about um. oh gosh i'm like i didn't really think of anything else um <laughs> <laughs> let me jump i guess in. I I'm, I'm hyped some yeah, i got one I'm, I'm hyped for the summer to be over because you know the the summers are brutal here in phoenix even though um yeah. poor friends in other places are having it worse than us so yeah kind of you know not equipped to deal with like these heat waves and stuff so you uh, know thoughts and prayers go out to them but um, but yeah, I'm definitely excited for all these heat waves and things like that to be over.
0: Yeah. That's something different than that I wouldn't I didn't think of anything like that. Uh, PJ, what's something you're hyped for?
1: Man, you know it already. You know it already. I I'm hyped for the, uh, PDGA disc golf 2021 worlds. Um, that was insane. That was insane last week. Number one on sports standard top 10, uh, which really shows you the growth of the sport um let let me let me just break it down for you in a way that you'll appreciate it so this guy james conrad uh he's going against the five-time world champion that the reigning champ right it would be like it would be like if you were playing one-on-one right now uh with mj right uh and for some reason You know, you're playing at half court and he's and he's pressing like no one's business, won't even let you get to the three Uh, and you jack up a shot in his eye and you splash it, you know, like imagine how hyped you'd be. Yeah, this guy threw in a shot blind into the sun from 247 feet, Uh, a big swooping Anheuser, so difficult to land in bounds, much less to get it in the basket to force playoffs and win versus arguably the best player that the sport has ever seen that deserved all of the applause all the recognition all the accolades it got from sports center from espn from the big outlets i'm excited to see the growth of disc golf it's exciting Uh, i'm hyped about it i keep telling everyone about it it was a great shot
0: yeah man we kind of saw that one coming uh, a little foreshadow if you will to the left of you, we see your disc sitting there on the floor. So, uh, something I'm hyped for, and uh, I'm kind of like Kale, but to say the to see the Suns and the finals, I feel like is super easy. So, I'm I'm gonna say something that is going to happen next week. Uh, for most of you who are listening and, and know, I'm a pretty big sneakerhead myself. So every, I wouldn't say every once couple months, uh, once a year, uh, me and a couple friends. Uh, Shout out Sneakerhead Anonymous Anonymous crew. Um, We get together to kind of do a shoe and tell, you know, just kind of show love of what we've got lately and and whatnot. So that's something that we are uh, doing next week. uh, Big Zoom meeting uh, to kind of just hang out, you know, and talk shoes and show show the recent heat. So that's something I'm hyped for. Uh, Again, as I mentioned, beginning of the show, we reached out to you guys, the regulars, to see what you were hyped for, and uh Sky Brown twenty one mentioned that he was hyped for opening week of the NFL, and uh we could not agree more than uh, more with you. Obviously, we're in the uh, prime time spots of the NBA. NBA finals about to kick off, but man, we love ourselves a little. Contact Petey. Little yeah,
1: bit. man, this is the last month without. Yeah. NFL football yep. until March twenty twenty two. So yeah, man, we're excited about it too. Can we football to start? Yeah. Training yeah. Uh, training camps open up end of this month, right? Yep. About three weeks time. Month. So yeah.
0: And what better way than to start off and to also segue in uh if you're l li- every listener to the show, uh each and every week starting next week, we will be breaking down each division. Um, leading up into the season, into our big predictions and so on and so forth. So really stay tuned for that. We have so many people coming on um, to break down their favorite teams. Um, You guys let us know if if that's something you're interested in. uh, DM us if you know us personally. Maybe we can get you on the show to talk some NFL football and break down your favorite uh, team. Um, But at this moment, we thank Caleb so much for uh, joining us. Um,
1: Caleb. So good to see you again. Thank you yeah, for coming man, nice on the show. Nice to see man. you guys too. And
0: thanks uh, for
2: having me again.
1: And Yeah.
0: yeah. Caleb's a, a regular just like you guys, just like we had Mike on last week. Uh, we want to get back to the guys who listen to us on the regular, have them come on the show to uh, talk some sports with the regular guys. So we can't Caleb, thank you enough. Before you man. go,
1: man, let me ask you one last question. Oh, no. One more. One more. One more start. Bench. Cut. Let's go back to the old book here. Let's go back to the old book. Oh, no. Start, bench, cut. Ethan, Josh Marrero, Jacob Santiago. Start, bench, cut. Oh,
0: no. Start, bench, cut.
1: Shout, shout them out. Remember, remember, all in their prime.
2: Uh, You know, (laughs) like, if I really have to think about it, I'm like, you know, Jacob is really tough playing football. So, I'm going to. I'm gonna have to start him, and oh, I'd bench, no. I'd bench Ethan, say that. and no, then I'd cut
1: Josh. It. Get out of <laughs> oh, here! Oh, he's just saying that because they friends. He just, yeah, he just. Josh, said send me the jersey, bro. I got you. <laughs> <laughs> Josh.
0: Oh man, Matt, uh,
1: Matt, tell the truth, man. Tell the people the truth. Tell them what they want to hear.
0: I'm gonna start Ethan. That's just a no brainer. Easy. That's easy. Easy no brainer. That's just easy. The Kel- pure Kel- sweetness. Cam didn't even pick his own brother. That's yeah, up. the pure speed, the shiftiness, I just have to. Um, it's Ethan,
2: 100%. We save his speed for later in the game. <laughs> I'm
0: going to cut Josh Marrero, uh just because that guy just took L after L after L. <laughs> um, <laughs> and uh, I'm going to bench Jake. So Jake's still on, this, on the team. Uh, whatever we're playing, I know Jake's going to, you know, like Caleb said, give some good uh,
1: effort. Good effort, yeah. Yeah, I agree with that.
0: Yeah. Um, but again, regulars, we thank you guys so much for listening. Episode 11 uh, coming to you on this beautiful Monday morning. Um, PJ, you got any closing words before we
1: leave? Ethan, if you're listening, man, your brother just benched you. I would never do that to you, brother. Come <laughs> on the show. We miss you. I thought Caleb was going to be our our best guest. You know, maybe we should have both of them here. Maybe we should yeah, have man. both the Garcia brothers in one show. At some point. And, we'll and get all just- the
2: time zones in here.
1: And just have them duke it out, man. No, but uh I'm glad to be back. Glad to uh jump on a little bit, glad to see my guys again. It's been a long time since we were able to talk like this, talk sports. Thank you for listening.
0: Uh Caleb, closing words, man.
2: Um, you know, um yeah, I hope uh everyone listening's you know really excited for the finals. You got NFL season coming up just around the corner and um yeah, it's a really exciting time. So, yeah, man, we'll take care, everybody.
0: Yeah, man. Uh, again, thank you guys so much for listening, supporting us on a weekly basis. Uh, again, stay tuned for the things we have coming up. Again, uh, interact with us on our Instagram stories. Uh, if you want to come on the show, hey, let us know. We're always open and welcome to having guests appear. Um, no Jake this week, so I'll do the Drop a comment
1: though if you miss Jake. Yeah, if you if you didn't miss Jake, did. also drop a comment and tell him that you didn't miss him.
0: Uh, yeah, and we might have his replacement. No, nah, I'm saying I didn't miss <laughs> Jake, but no Jake this week. So I end this off. Peace.